During back to school, this is the time of year where you are trying to figure out what your elementary stems are going to look like and what you're exactly going to do each day. And many of you are wondering, what should the pacing of my year look like? In fact, this can look different for the different types of lessons you teach and how often you see your students. In this episode, I'm going to break down a whole bunch for you that is going to help with your year-long planning. We're going to be talking about the pacing of your lessons and what that can look like, how to stretch out your lessons for the year-long plan bundle, and how this works out with different scenarios of STEM schedules that are pretty common in this elementary space. So let's get started and see how we can implement this lesson planning. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. I've mentioned this before, but if you are new here, I used to teach elementary STEM for five years and a total of 11 years teaching in elementary. And when I got my K-5 STEM teaching position, I got a brand new to me school and a brand new classroom with limited supplies and zero curriculum. And in fact, this is a very common narrative in the elementary STEM space. I actually put a poll over on my Instagram not too long ago, and I asked if you are in charge of your STEM curriculum planning, and 81% of you, 81% of you who answered this question said, yes, I am in charge of my STEM curriculum. That is a lot to think about even if it's just one grade level, but more than likely it's multiple grade levels, there are a whole lot of moving pieces and how are you going to make it all work? So maybe you have your plans already. You kind of have an idea of what you want to teach. Maybe you even bought my K-5 STEM year-long plan bundle that is constantly growing with lots of cool updates and lessons, but you're wondering, okay, so how can this even work for my STEM schedule? I'm going to be referring a lot to the engineering design process throughout this episode. So if you are a bit unfamiliar with the engineering design process, this is a next generation science standard for K through two and three through five. If you are a little bit unsure about the engineering design process or want to learn more, I created a whole series about each step in that. So if you go back to episode 15, I go through every stage of the engineering design process. Also, I have created free podcast playlists where I have categorized all of the episodes here on this podcast in categories of topics that you probably want to learn about. So any episode that is related to the engineering design process, including those in that series, are all in its own playlist. You can check that out at naomimeredith.com slash podcast playlist, and that will be linked in the show notes. I put together four common scenarios when it comes to teaching in your elementary STEM space. 
So hopefully I gathered a scenario that is very common to yours or maybe exactly like yours. And if not, I know that you can learn a lot about these structures and how it can help you of structuring your year-long plan of lessons. The first scenario is probably the luckiest one, and that is where you see the same classes every day in a row or pretty close to it. You see them five-ish days, five to six days in a row. This was my schedule for about half the time when I taught STEM. So I had the same six classes starting on Monday, and I had them all the way leading up to Friday. I had 45 minutes for each class in the middle of my day was my lunchtime and about five to 10 minutes when it comes to passing time. So lots of time with the same kids for the week. Then the following Monday, I would get a new set of kids. So I will say this is, again, a very lucky schedule because you can continue on with the same lesson throughout the week. So if I was doing an engineering design process project, here is the basic structure that we went through. Day one was ask and imagine. So I proposed the question to the kids and we used different resources that I pre-researched to help them gain knowledge about the topic that would inform their decisions when they went into the planning. Now, every day, if students weren't finished with every part of the engineering design process, and this goes for any day, they had the opportunity to keep working on that process. So if not everyone is on that stage in that day, that's okay. Think about it like the writing process. I always told the kids, I'm always going to teach you the next step, but if you need to continue the next one, keep going at it. That's fine. If they didn't get to the project, they didn't get to the project. That's where they're at in the process. That's real. That's real life. So day two was planning. So students would thoughtfully plan their designs and maybe a few would start building if they were ready. Day three was all about that create. So really diving into their project and making changes along the way. Day four, more creation. And really for those big changes to be thoughtful, students had a modification checklist that was specific to their project that could help them improve their design. And finally, on the last day is where students would share their designs, oftentimes by taking videos and pictures of their work and reflecting on the things that we did together that week. Later on in the year, maybe a couple months in, I would actually do some STEM stations with my kindergartners and first graders. I'm going to briefly highlight how this structure worked, but if you're wanting to hear more how I do this in a complete unit, Go and check out this on-demand workshop. It, it, I have an on-demand workshop for K-2 through STEM planning and then an on-demand workshop for 3-5, through five, so this can help you with your whole year. But you can check that out at naomimeredith.com slash workshops, and you'll see all of those laid out for you. But if I was mixing in STEM stations, the first one to three days would be the project, so we would condense the engineering design process. And then the last two days would be STEM stations. So they would do two the first day, two the next day. And there was a really specific way on how I planned those STEM stations. So they were getting a variety of things. I realized that with projects, it didn't really work well doing five days a row in a project for little kids. Their stamina is just at a different place. That's where they're at developmentally for typical kindergarten and first graders. There's nothing wrong with that. So that was definitely how my weeks would go. Sometimes I would even flip-flop it depending on the week and what was going on. Sometimes I even started with STEM stations and ended with a project. It really just went 
based on what was happening at school and all of those fun things. On to scenario two, maybe you only teach kids two to three days out of the week, and then you see the same kids next week, two to three days. I did the schedule, but it was just the three days in a row. I didn't see them again for the rest of the month. So this one is interesting. There's a few options of how you can structure this. If you have your K-5 STEM year-long plan, you have those lessons, you can still do projects. Just like you would for the younger students, you can actually condense the engineering design process in three days. So if you see them three days out of the week, maybe just condense the project, kind of speed up some steps a little bit more. Maybe do a bit of the imagining together. The plan could be verbal. It doesn't always have to be through drawing, which there are benefits to that, but maybe it's a verbal plan. They're going to talk about it with their partner and what they're planning. Maybe they're going to take a video and explain what pieces they're going to use. And then you can spend more time with the building. I wouldn't just jump into building. Um, There is value through the process, but you can speed it up so you can get through the project in three days. It is very, very fast. So I do recommend having projects that are smaller because it uses less supplies and it is less to store. I talk a lot about this in my Makerspace episodes, namely episode five and six. Maybe you don't want to speed up a project. You know you're going to see the kids again. So instead, you could do the same project for two weeks, so lasting five days, and have one flex day. So I would actually follow the same schedule that I talked about before, like having kids five days a week, I would do that same exact schedule. And then you have one day that could be like a makeup day. Maybe there you had a sub and you needed to not have kids be in all of your building supplies that day. Um, Maybe there is a day off of school when it comes to like a snow day or something like that. So you could still do the five days on a project. So do half the first week, half the next. Um, If you get kids to create... They're going to be really excited to jump into the create the following week. Um, So that way they're not like, oh, wait, I planned this, but I want to do it again. And they're starting all from scratch. Make sure they create a little bit or even just have them collect supplies and then they can get into those steps again. So having that um, six, if you're doing three days, three days, that six flex day is really helpful. Or maybe it's two and two. You could do a project in four days. I have definitely done that, especially when students are getting used to you and you are using that same process over and over again. They're going to get a lot quicker at building as well. What if you want to mix in some of those STEM stations when you have kids three days the first week, three days the next week? Well, you could do STEM stations the whole time and you could have two different kinds. Here's how I might do it with STEM stations that would repeat. So let's say I start seeing kids Wednesday. So I would do two stations on Wednesday. They would do the next two on Thursday. They would start it all over. So Friday, they would do two. Monday, they would do two. And then you can do like fun one-day lessons for the last two days you see kids. Maybe you want to mix it up a little bit. You do STEM stations for half of the week. So you do STEM stations Wednesday, Thursday. And then Friday, you have like a fun STEM and stories, a one-day lesson. And then the next week, you do it again. So you do, okay, you're going to do the stations again. So two today, two tomorrow, and then you have a STEM and stories. Or half and half, 
First week, you do a STEM project that lasts three days. Next week, you do two days of STEM stations. The last day, maybe they pick their favorite station or you do a STEM and story. So there's a lot of options. We know with the little kids, you got to plan more, but those are some creative options that you can mix it up with your lessons. Scenario three, one of the most common scenarios I have found when talking to all of you in the digital space, you only see kids one time a week. You see by the end of the week, every student in the school. And you're wondering, I have all these lessons. I have the K-5 STEM year-long plan bundle. Can I still do the projects? Will I have enough time? I think yes. And I have had this schedule too where I saw kids um, one day a week. (laughs) So here's how I would structure it. Week one, you would do that ask and imagine. So what is the question? What is the problem they're trying to solve? And what is some inspiration behind it? The next week, you might want to add in another video to trigger their memory. And then they would do some planning and maybe gathering some materials so they have it on hand, put them in a bag. The third week, they really get into that creation. So for the first two weeks, you're not doing a lot of storage of projects already. Then the fourth week, you can really talk about those modifications and how they can share their work. So I still think that you can get a project done. You will definitely have to find your rhythm with this one and what would work best and a natural stopping place. But I still think that you can do a thoughtful lesson if you only see kids one time out of the week. And the last scenario, which isn't as common now, but I feel like it's becoming this way based on funding needs. And this was actually a question that was asked in my signature course, STEM Teacher 101. And there is a teacher who actually splits their time between two buildings. And when it comes to materials, super overwhelming. Should I be carrying materials back and forth? What should I be doing? How can I make sure robots are charged? All of that. So I haven't done this position. I have co-taught with teachers in my building. But when it comes to the supplies, here's a creative way of looking at this. You can still teach those lessons you want to teach. This will take some careful preparation. Now, if you have the bundle, you already are prepared. You just need to make sure you have all the stuff ready to go. But you can do a flip-flop. So let's say I'm looking at my year-long plan, and I have STEM Survival Camp as my first unit. And my second unit is digital citizenship. You could start off with both. Now, you could do STEM survival camp at both schools. There's not very many supplies. But for the sake of this conversation, at school number one, they're doing STEM survival camp month one. School number two, month one, they're doing digital citizenship. All right? So that's month one. They're doing different things. Moving on to month number two, school number one, you're flip-flopping. School number one is doing digital citizenship, and school number two is doing STEM survival camp. So that way you don't have to be worried about, oh my gosh, I have to switch these materials back and forth, especially robots, blah, 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 blah. No. (laughs) In fact, this is a cool way that'll mix it up. So let's say you have four classes of a grade, then that way you're not teaching it eight times, which eventually you're going to have to teach it eight times. But you're going to get super bored really, really fast. So at least wait, you're breaking it up. You get to test it at both schools. And then month two 
it can work out a lot better. So again, it'll take some careful planning, but that way you're not flip-flopping materials every single week and your car is in a mess. You just have to keep track at which school is teaching what. So that would be a fun solution to that. Um, The teacher in this group really liked this suggestion, so I can't wait to hear how it goes this school year for that teacher. So let me know if you're listening. Let me know in the Facebook group or I'll check in on you to see what you ended up doing. As a recap, here are the different scenarios that we talked about when it comes to stretching out your year of lessons using the K-5 STEM bundle or any lessons that you have on hand. We talked about the first scenario where you see the same kids five days in a row. Next, we talked about the scenario if you see kids three days out of the week and then you see them again for another three days the following week. The third scenario is when you see kids only one day out of a week for four weeks. So you see all the kids in the school by Friday and then it starts all over again on Monday. And then the fourth scenario that we talked about is if you are splitting your time between two schools, what are your options for you? I'm curious, do you have a different kind of schedule when it comes to your K-5 STEM space? I would love to hear about it. Send me a DM over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore, or if you are watching the video version of this episode, feel free to leave a comment below and I would love to check in with you. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore or send me an email to elementarystemcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, naomimeredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.